Welcome to On Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people. Today we will be talking to Dorian Price as part of our series on commentating in Thailand. If you a little bit of news and contact information first though. If you'd like to reach me, you can follow me on Instagram, Matt Lucas BKK, or email me at a period Matt period Lucas at gmail.com. I also have a website, of course, www.matt-lucas.com. I keep it relatively updated. I need to do that soon, though. Thanks so much to all the people that have supported me so mm. far, sharing the podcast, leaving reviews. If you'd like to re leave a review, that would be super helpful. You can do so on the iTunes store. I'd also like to personally thank a few people, Vinny Scotto, Patrick Rivera, Dave Brooks, Sean Madden, uh, Wendell Galano, and Chris Tran for helping me out with a broken camera. I broke it a little while ago and uh, use my camera very, very often. I got a chance to make a video of Wonder Girl behind the fight video that's about three to four minutes long. It got really good uh, feedback. I'm about to come out with one on Andy Housen soon. He is fighting Josh Tona early February on a one championship card. Andy Housen is a UK legend, so it was really great to sit down and talk to him and also get a little bit of his story. Uh, thanks, as always, to my sponsors, um, Nakmoy Legend, for their continued support of the show. They create some great Muay Thai apparel with, the, with portions of the proceeds going back to the legends they celebrate. All the superstars have been paid for their images as well. Check out their gear at www.nakmoylegends.com. That's N-A-K-M-U-A-Y. Uh, I think I might have messed that up. N-A-K-M-U-A-Y-L-E-G-E-N-D-S.com. I uh, use On Fighting uh, to get 15% off your order. Uh, as always, thanks so much to Patrick Rivera for helping get this show started. He's having a Muay Thai business summit um, in Stockton or in Elks Grove, actually, uh, Northern California in late February. I highly encourage you to attend. Uh, if you aren't a member yet, I also suggest you join the Muay Thai business community. It's an international Facebook group for business advice and growth growth. There is some real, really knowledgeable gems in there from Patrick, from other people. Um, I will actually be flying out to America to talk uh, during the conference. I'm doing a piece on publicity. So, you know, if you want your gym, if you want your own personal life and sort of more publicity, understanding how social media works, this is a great opportunity to learn from me and from a bunch of other people. I believe Brian Dobler is going to be doing a mindset seminar uh, or talk. Uh, Malapet Sasi Prapa is doing a, a seminar or workshop on clinching. So there's a lot of really great things going up. Um, so definitely check that out. Also, this month, end of the month, I will be releasing... On Fighting in Thailand, a guide to the sport in the motherland is specifically for foreign fighters, trainers, and their coaches. It gives so much context to the sport that a lot of people don't understand. It's things about gambling, scoring, how to pick a gym, uh, matchmaking. It's also interviews with long-term fighters out here. Things that you can't learn off of YouTube and you only really learn from being out here for a long time. I really want to see the sport grow and I feel like uh, most foreigners don't understand the context of the sport so they really misread situations, they don't understand what's going on and they make errors in their careers and other people's careers. So I want to really help out people. So. I wrote this book. I The plan is to update it regularly with content from the podcast and from other places. Um, 
and that will be out the end of this month. So make sure to look out for it. Um, so a little bit about Dorian Price, or actually, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Also, the WBC will be having their uh, convention in the middle of March from the 14th to the 16th in Bangkok. Uh, they will be doing Muay Thai and Western boxing uh, clinics with uh, judging and referee seminars, along with some great fights at Lumpini featuring Yusuf Bonayem, Siddhachai Sitsong Pinang, Louis Kajaba, Yadbucha, Banchamek, and others. Uh, so that's definitely going to be a very, very uh, interesting weekend. That's, uh, again, the middle of March, the 14th to the 16th. Definitely going to that. I'm very excited about it. Um, a little bit about Dorian Price. He, Price is a legend in the sport, especially in America. He doesn't always get a lot of light shine down him, although he's really, really valuable. He's had a ton of experience. He got into fighting while in Virginia in 1997 and made his first trip to Thailand in 1998. He's fought at where he went to Rongsit Stadium. He trained at Master Toddy's in the early 2000s with Kevin Ross and transitioned for a little while into MMA. He got a purple belt through David Branch, and in 2012, he was a sponsored fighter at Simon Chai. Uh, in 2017, he moved permanently to Thailand and works as a commentator at Max Muay Thai. So it's my pleasure to introduce and to do an interview with Dorian Price. Um, thank you so much, Dorian, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate it. So, walk me through a night at Max. Um, I like to get there, and I always like to look at the the board. I guess some people might not know. You know, obviously, you know, you know the board. They has mm -hmm. the, the, the the fight card. Just take a look at it. Walk in, just kind of you know sit down and uh, wait for the show to start. You know, and then that's pretty much it. You know, I'm say my hellos to everyone, you know, I'm pretty personable. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy the people I work with, so, you know, just. So what about the actual commentating? What is that like? How do you sort of. Rambo likes to smack me in the back of the head when he walks in. <laughs> yeah, he does I think that. he likes me. He's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what is that like? What are you looking for when you're commentating? Uh... For me, I like to look, give it like a fighter perspective. So I kind of look at it from a standpoint of, uh, I try and pay attention to the little details. Like, for instance, uh, if I see one guy doing something very well, I also I like to be analytical and say, okay, well, what can this guy do to, to maybe uh, finish the fight? And then what can his opponent do to counteract uh, what he, what's being done to him and maybe get back into the fight? Mm -hmm. And so I like to put myself in that sort of position where I'm looking at it from both angles. So I, from everything from foot positioning to, you know, even looking at because, I mean, hey, I don't know everything. I mean, you see some fantastic fighters out there. So mm -hmm. it's like little tricks and things that I see. They're like, wow, that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I even like to go as far as like take some of the stuff, especially when it gets into the clinch and uh, look at it from a standpoint of similarities to judo, mm -hmm. Greco-Roman wrestling and just see all the very similarities. Do you see a lot of similarities between wrestling and Tremendous. Muay Thai? What, like what? The clinch. Uh, being around the Ohio State wrestlers, they've had the opportunity to go to uh, the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs and see, you know, watching those guys wrestle. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, there's tremendous similarities between the clinch and basically Greco or upper body wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, even the foot sweeps that you see a lot of Taizu, I think of like a Pecorn, a Superbank, mm -hmm. those kind of sweeps from in the clinch. It's, it's no different than the judo ashiwaza, mm -hmm. uh, just without the kimono on. So yeah. it's just a lot. It's tremendous. And when I showed, it was a uh, a Thai Panjun Sook. Uh, he's a bigger Thai, dark skin Thai. Mm -hmm. You'll probably remember him. I think he was a super pro for a while. Uh, I can't remember. Back in the day, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So Sean, I remember showing it to a friend of mine who was an Ohio State wrestler, and he was like. This dude would be a good Greco guy. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? You were like, it's the same principle. And they didn't explain it to me, you know. And I was like, this, this is Muay Thai. He's like, well, shit, man. This is, you know, just, then it looks the same as wrestling. And I was mm -hmm. like, wow. 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes you'll see, like, uh, Thai guys sort of fuck around with MMA guys, and mm-hmm. a lot of times their basic skills are pretty decent. You know, they can sprawl right away. They understand, you know, Yeah, some I don't of the think people have actually it. explained it to the Thais, like, uh, uh, and that's something I like, which someone did for me, but, like, I, I don't think they, people explain it to the Thais, like, you don't need, like, they, they get too, I think people try and use their moment to speak too much. Instead of just trying to get it real simple, like, take one of these ties and say, look, just clinch, basically. That is Greco. You're going to stop a lot of guys if you just clinch them. Mm-hmm. When they grab you, let's not get into all these technical terms. Just clinch their asses if you was in a tie <laughs> fight with no gloves yeah. or little gloves. And they would stop a lot of takedowns. Of course, when you're going, you know, below the waist, low single, uh, ankle picks, things like that. But as far as upper body stuff, which is what most of you'll see in like MMA, mm-hmm. uh, the ties are going to be phenomenal with that shit. I mean, you see Stamp do Stamp. that sort of stuff. Like I think her, of the new her, girl. Her clinching is quite good. Good, but I think of the new girl that's in the UFC. Lobo? Loma? Oh, Loma Luke Boonmi. She's, yeah. she's real good. Well, I mean, right there. I mean, you can yeah. see, like, the girl's panicking. I mean, she's going to give a tremendous promise because she can clinch. Yeah. Um, so, what do you... How do you feel about commentating? You've been at Max for two years now. Yeah. Um, have you commented other shows before? Or uh, not Muay Thai. I did MMA before. Um, oh, what is commentating... Like for Muay Thai versus MMA. I'd much rather do M- uh, Muay, Muay Thai. Why is that? Muay Thai is where my heart is. I mean, if yeah. anyone knew my backstory, they know how, why, why Muay Thai is so special to me. Mm-hmm. But that could be for another day. But I just love the, the, uh, the art of Muay Thai, especially Muay Thai. And I say Muay Thai, I always make the distinction. Muay Thai in Thailand. Mm-hmm. You know, people get confused. I'm not talking about Muay Thai in America. I'm talking about Muay Thai in Thailand, the birthplace. Mm-hmm. Seeing that, I like seeing the respect the fighters show one another, and then you know the backstory. You know what these guys are fighting for. You know what you know, you know they, where they come from, poverty and stuff, and and just the passion, the whole the whole atmosphere. Like if no, I always say if you've never been to Thailand, you, you're really doing yourself a disservice claiming to be a Thai fighter because mm-hmm. there's nothing like that. You can watch it online, you can watch YouTube videos, but just walking in the stadium or a Thai arena, seeing the gambling pit. Just the energy level is just mm. something you just can't you can't duplicate. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a distinct feeling of being at a yeah. stadium or even like one of those local upcountry shows. Yeah, it's like it's so it's cool. Nothing compares. It's so to it. cool. The you know people are excited. There's all this stuff going on, and a lot of times. As a foreigner, you don't know what's happening, but it's yeah. still super interesting. But you can feel the energy, and it's you really, it's all it. good energy, and it's yeah. like, it's passionate, it's just like, they're the, you know, people talk about, I guess what they call it, Europe football fans, but I think oh. Mu- Muay Thai fans are the most passionate, in Thailand, mm-hmm. Thai are extremely passionate yeah. when it comes, especially the gamblers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big part of the sport. Yeah, you can't duplicate it, and if you're, you know, and, not, and Americans need to come here more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very few Americans coming out here. Um, So, obviously, Max is seven nights a week. So, very, very frequently. Um, You're there three or four nights a week. Four nights a week. Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So, Saturday is the four-man tournament. Um, I've worked that show for quite a while. (laughs) It was, like, my favorite night. It's mine, too. Um, Why is it your favorite night? Um... For me, several reasons. One is like I get to work with Rob Rob Cox, and if people don't know who he is, I mean, you know, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> can I curse? Yeah, you All can right, curse. Well, it's you're fine. A fucking idiot. If you don't know who I mean, this guy's a legendary figure in the Muay Thai world of Thailand, and I and I learned a lot. Like I, I ask some questions and stuff. I hopefully he doesn't hear this, but if he does hear, I'll make a thing like, "Oh, we got a fan question," but it's not from a fucking fan. It's from me. That's something I want to know because I'm just curious to like picking his brain. And uh, the back and forth with him, I mean, he's commenting a lot of fights. So that's one of the things that I really like. Like, you know, it's like, I guess, like a mentor in the sport. Mm-hmm. I like that. But I also like the the drama of the four-man. I mean, mm-hmm. there is, like, you think this guy's the favorite. He might pick up a cut in the first round of the, or the, you know, the, with the semifinals. Yeah. Then he, he wins, goes into the finals, but he's got this cut. He had a, then we have the fourth round. You got the draw. 
Yeah. Most match three three rounds. For people that don't know, it's three rounds in the in the event of a tournament. Uh, you you go to a, a, a called a dreaded draw, the fourth round, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and then you just like, and you see the gamblers going crazy. Like so I'm <laughs> looking over there, and they're like jumping up and down, going nuts because you know they're either losing a whole lot of money <laughs> or winning a whole lot yeah. of money. Yeah, I like the four man tournaments a lot too I because. Love that shit. There, there's always like a storyline to it. Yeah, you know, there. It's always like, okay, maybe there's a favorite or maybe there's an underdogs. There's something like a developed storyline there. Yeah. Um, which doesn't happen as much in the single fights. No. Um, and I'm never right. I like to make picks and predictions. Oh yeah. I'm pretty much wrong. <laughs> I'm sure, Rob here so, this is over for me. Yeah. But <laughs> well, Rob sometimes. Rob generally stays pretty neutral. Rob's neutral, but like I do like to go out there and make these my, my predictions. <laughs> I'm not doing so well in the year of 2020. <laughs> I'm 0-1. Yeah. Well, 0-1? We've, we've only had one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Who, who did you pick? I forget who I picked for the first one, but he definitely didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are some of the things you said that Rob is a bit of a mentor. What are some of the other things that you've learned from him? Uh, just a lot, man. I mean, it goes, I mean, I mean, a story that people don't know. I mean, I don't, you know, I know this podcast isn't about my background, but this is a thing that's pretty cool. My first fight in Lumpini, Rob actually commentated. Oh, really? Yeah, he was there. My first fight in Lumpini, he did call me a handsome young man. <laughs> oh, really? No, he didn't. He just, but he did yeah, say I, the young American. The young American. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on him. <laughs> then, uh, no, it's just because I'm a historian, so I like to know the people that are, you know, before yeah. me around. So when I, it was a funny thing because I saw him talking to uh, Abigail from Sitmachai, and I was like, oh shit, that's Rob Cox. I hope you're saying good things about me. Yeah. And I was like, probably not, but I really <laughs> hope so. Because, you know, you got guys like that, and I'm sure that'll be the case for you. You know, when you've been around here, so, you yeah. know, you're developing a name, so these young guys are going to come up, and they're going to be like, man, that's Matt Lucas, you know? Yeah. And so, anyway, so when I got, you know, the job at uh, Max, and I'm talking to Rob, I, I just ask different questions. Like, I, I like to ask a lot of questions about the golden era. Mm -hmm. uh, he was around for that. You know, I yeah. asked him, well, who would have won, you know, hypothetical fights, or, hey, who is the best knee guy? Uh... You know, and even during the course of the fight, I'll say, you know, well, trying to learn the scoring. That's something I didn't learn during the course of my career. So I'm like, even said, trying to break down the scoring. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what scores more points? Okay, why doesn't this score? Okay, what are the judges looking for? Even off the air in between the fights, I'll, I'll ask them, uh, what's the difference between the stadiums and here? What are they looking for in the stadiums? Can you get away with this? Mm -hmm. You know, if there's something that we can't do at max, I'll say, well, can you get away with it in the stadiums? So, you know... And just keep talking about Thai culture. It's just, man, it's just, oh, he's a wealth of knowledge, yeah. you know. And so I'm just constantly looking to pick his brain about different things, you know. As yeah. he says, he's always taking a piss out of me. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that means, these <laughs> British people. But <laughs> I mean, he's been here for like 20 years and in the sport for longer than any of us. Rob's so, so old, he was probably storming the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, a, he's an awesome guy, man. Uh, one of the things you said is like, you know, I, I've definitely had this before is like, you know, him being sort of an influential figure. I remember like first meeting Rob like 10 years ago and being like, wow. Yeah. Wow. You're like kind of starstruck a yeah, little bit. Yeah. A little, like, you know, I don't get starstruck about most people, right, but right. I was like, wow, this guy, like he's been around. Do you, does that ever happen to you? Like you people coming up to you and being like, nah. you're Dorian Price. Nah, because I don't really think that, uh, and it's one of the things I like in Thailand, because at the end of the day, I mean, who the fuck am I? I mean, come on. Yeah. And I think that's what foreigners get confused. Like, mm -hmm. you know, people get confused, like, oh man, I did these elbows. It's like, look around, motherfucker. The guy that works at the fruit stand <laughs> threw elbows better than you, man. Like, this is Thailand, bro. No matter what you did and how good you think you are, you just calm down. It ain't that impressive. <laughs> they seem better. Yeah. So, nah, man, that's why I like me, because, and, and I keep that shit in the back of my mind to keep me humble. I, nah, I, no one really comes up to me. Um, I do, I like that a lot about Thai culture, too. There's, like, not, yeah. there's not a big, like, the celebrity culture out here is different. Yeah. You know, you see, so you'll see, like, stars like Ratang, 
like just with regular people. Yeah, he comes know? to the stadium and just sits there like a regular person. Yeah, you know, he he sits in the bleachers or, yeah. you know. What? Oh, I saw him at Channel 7 for a Crop Suits fight. Okay. And, you know, he's just in the normal area. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, you know, with everyone else, you know, and he's like, hey, Crop Suit, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And it's totally normal. I think it's a cultural thing here, which I like, is that it's more like respect for the elders. Mm-hmm. So you'll see guys like that are superstars. Like I think I, I seen uh, it was Sai out there, and he wide. You know, I don't know, I can't really show the judge why is the greeting when they put their yeah, hands yeah. together for the people that can't see it. But like, and he goes up to Robin Wise, you know, and like, yeah. you see these guys, you know, go to the. Uh, I remember seeing Sanchai do that to. PA from Sipman Shop, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're looking like, oh shit, that's Sancho, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, wow, does he owe him money? Like, why is he doing that? <laughs> but then you start, you know, as you more you realize the cultural thing, and I think that's what makes it cool here, and and not all that, I don't know, Western. Yeah, I shit. mean, there's just like a level of respect for yeah. each other that does not necessarily happen, or you don't see it as much. In the, Very in the rarely, West. If like I, I do think it's there, you know. I think like you know, in the Muay Thai world, you see like other old school Muay Thai guys, like you're, you're like, hey man, what's up? You know, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, but I, it's much more apparent out here. Yeah, it's a cultural. thing. It's I mean, a cultural thing, and I like that as well. I mean, you know? That's why I, I really enjoy it. So. I mean, obviously, you've been there for two years. Um, you've seen a lot of talent come through, uh, both Thai and uh, Falan. Are there any people that you like a lot? Like, any talents that you're like, oh, this guy's awesome? Foreigner or Thai? Or- well, let's go Okay. do one, then the other. Okay. So... We'll stick with Foreigner or start with Let's do Thais first. Okay. Uh... Kong Thailand. Yeah. I mean, he's just... He's next level. I mean, he reminds me so much of Sunblock. Yeah. I mean, he really is like the second coming of Sunblock in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, his IQ is brilliant. Uh, another one of my favorites is Ultra, a tip AIT. Uh, mm-hmm. I like his movement. Uh, <clears throat> I like Petnarin because he's just batshit fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, you can just hit him in the face with a sledgehammer and he'll keep coming. <laughs> yeah. I think that's exciting, especially <laughs> when he can match him with a Cambodian. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, who are some other guys? <clears throat> There's a guy that I just saw not too long ago. A uh, uh, young kid, Yotongtep. Mm-hmm. I've only seen him once. I haven't, I haven't yet to see him again. Mm-hmm. But those are some of the guys that... Udon Black, I like him. Mm-hmm. Good power. I mean, those are some of the guys that kind of really stand out the most for me. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so this you see so much talent yeah. come through. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you one night you can see a whole bunch of superstars on one card. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of really good fighters come through there. Like Ratong came through. Yeah, perhaps. I heard. Yeah. And like I remember. Then he won the belt, right? He won the he won a four man belt. Okay. Like I remember commentating his fights and being like, "Oh, a Jip Muangnon fighter is here." Oh, Ratan, like the little tank. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's exciting. And yeah. like being like, oh, he's cool. Oh, Ratan is fighting. Awesome. Yeah. And then he left. He went to the main stadium. Oh, okay. And I sort of, I forgot about him. Yeah, And yeah. then like, he, he started popping back up. And it took me a while to remember that I actually watched yeah, and yeah. commentated on That's him before. Awesome. But it's, you know, it's sort of crazy that Max... You know, Max works sometimes as a stepping stone for people. You know, it. Yeah. You know, it's also it's got like a good level for yeah. itself. Um, so it's really interesting. What about San Pet? I saw I forgot my San buddy. I, one of my favorite people. He's just also a great person. Yeah. Before Fanta. Oh really? Remember that fight mm-hmm. before the Mung Lao? Would have been Fanta's. Fight right oh, that. I, I yeah. didn't see that one. Really? I usually watch Fanta's fight. Man, both of those guys, man, the IQ. I, I like Fanta. A lot. I like Fanta a lot too. Yeah. I know he caught some slack for the last <laughs> yeah. one, but I'm crazy too, so I kind of relate to what yeah. he's doing. He 
But him and funny. Sam Pet, man, you got to see that fight. Which yeah. is, the, the skill level is just something you just, man, just off the charts between them two. Um, what about foreigners? Uh, I'm going to go Charles Johnson, mm-hmm. TJ. Uh, I really enjoyed what he did, his fight with Kong Town. It was such a buildup. Yeah, that Come was a, that, And I think that, that was, was like good. probably one of the biggest upsets on Max. Yeah. I think I really like to see the way he did progress. Mm-hmm. Coming over, uh, Willie Whipple's one that really stands. Yeah. I mean, arguably, arguably, he's got to be the top foreigner over here at this point. Uh, American, not yeah, yeah, American. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I, like I love watching the fight now, and his and his growth over the years, man. Yeah. He's got. You he's see getting better good. And better, yeah. He's getting good. I'm becoming a big fan of Willie. I like. Uh, I like I like Willie because he like he grinds it out. He is a hard fucking worker, yeah. man. You know when he and a great person, man. Yeah, he's a he's really nice. Um, you know, four years ago when he s- started at Max, he was okay. Yeah. You know, not he, great, right. not bad. Yeah. But he like, and he he's had runs of like good form and bad form. Yeah, he's been kind of hit or miss up and yeah. down. Yeah. But he's just stuck at it. Yeah, and I think that's one you of the big things you got. And stick it's with like. It. Now, you know, I look at him fight, I'm like, oh, wow, you know, you have a lot of, like, skills now. Like, you're not <laughs> just, good, like, yeah. punch and low kick anymore. No, Willie is, yeah. You know, you can body kick, you can, like... He doesn't sweep sweeping people in the clinch. Yeah. I mean, he's got, like, I think he's developing really good IQ yeah. now. And, I mean, that's just from fighting all the fucking time. Yeah, he's time, just all the time, know? just constantly putting himself out there. And he's fighting different level of opposition, yeah. man. So I really like him. You and know, like, like because he's there so often, they know how to match him. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay, this will be a good fight. Okay, this one's like, Willie's a little bit better. Okay, this guy, you know, yeah. this guy is a little better, but which is good. Like I you, think so, you, yeah. you, you, you need like to fight people that are a little better than you, the same level and a little below. You yeah. Know, you know. I forgot um, to mention Jai Pet as a foreign as a tie to. I like him. Oh, Jai Pet Sitchopong. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's good. Yeah, I wish he fought a little more, but I guess because he's like heavyweight. Yeah, it's hard to find people. Yeah, at his weight, foreigners yeah. that can really hang with his skill level. Yeah, difficult. I like Sam. Is foreigner from Sam, Rob's gym. Sam Gal. Gal. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Uh, tough, he, he's, tough guy, man. Yeah, he, he's cracking way at it too. Yeah, he's going you way know? out. I really like him. Um, I'll, uh, we're getting a lot of good. A good foreigners. I do wish we saw more Americans. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we don't see too many of them. Why? Why do you think that is? I mean, I don't know how offensive I can make this, but I mean, in all honesty, I just I don't know. I don't know. It's always been troubling to me trying to figure out why. I mean, you look at the Australians, you look at the French, you look at the the British. Uh, Lot, you know, a lot of other places in Europe, they've all kind of embraced it and come over here and learning the Thai way and, and fighting here regularly. And, you know, you, it, it's no big thing to go to, to, to a, a gym in Bangkok or a gym and see, you know, five Australians at a good level there or mm-hmm. five British or five French or whatever. Yeah. But try finding two Americans in the same fucking city and it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's true. And I, I don't know... Maybe it's ego. Maybe it's the fact that Americans are maybe looking to just go to MMA. I, I don't know. I, I've kind of given up. Uh, Wondering why. I, yeah, I really have, man. Because yeah. for years, I'm just like, I, I've never, never understood, like, why it just, we're not coming over here. Mm-hmm. As much as I see from other countries, man. Yeah, I mean, you you see, like, when you're around for a long time, you see how important it is. Like, for people yeah. to come over for a long time, and then if they go back, they help develop the sport so yeah. much. You know, you look... Look at France. Put Noy went over there. was the first one of the first times. Mm-hmm. As a result, he developed Danny Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manu Ento, who's now in America, which is Danny Bill's cousin. Uh, he... You had Fareed Villamia. Mm-hmm. Skarbowski. Yeah. And... Just on and on and on to now the new generation. Look at Australia. I mean, you had 
before John Wayne, I'm sure there was somebody coming. You yeah. had John Wayne. John Wayne. Nathan, even Corbett, Corbett was a Corbett, big guy. Yeah, he was. Um, but he still came here. I mean, as, as a youngster, he was still smaller, so he was able to come here. I mean, mm -hmm. and they just developed on and on, so now you got just like, like a mini mecca of Muay Thai in Australia as well. Yeah. Uh, England, you got the bad company guys. I mean, there were guys before you had, you know, Ronnie Green mm -hmm. um, and some of the guys there, and you got the bad company. They started coming to Jitty, and then, like, them guys are killing him. I love yeah. watching, like, Liam Harrison. These guys are, like, I mean, he's one of my favorites. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. I like watching him. But, like, for some reason, you have Americans that have been over here, and you have great ties in America. You have uh, Johnson Arms over there. Yeah. I mean, it's no secret you have Kensuk, uh Kensak. 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 Mm -hmm. Over there on the East Coast. Yeah. You have Sakamongo was there for one point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In what, Colorado or somewhere else? Yeah, there. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason that, and I know in the 90s you had, uh, Fairtex was in Arizona when I started. Yeah. Then they moved, before they moved to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And so there used to be some really good shows there. Muay Thai was starting to grow. I mean, John Wayne met his wife in Las Vegas. Yeah, he fought uh, Turbo. Uh, Toddies. I mean, that's a Toddies promotion. He fought a Thai named Turbo, mm -hmm. I think it was. Uh, but you had great, you had it starting to develop in the U.S. And then, I don't know, MMA exploded. I don't know what happened. And then, for whatever reason, Americans just do not come over here. If yeah. they do come, and you and I talked about it before, yeah. you got to stay. Yeah. If you keep, if you can't come for a month and then leave for three months, you net you have to stay and keep yourself here and, and, and deal with the ups, the downs, the wins, yeah. the losses. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, you need to stay at least a year. At least we don't stay. You know, and like in order to, because there's so much you see over a year, like over a year you can basically see the life cycle. Yeah. Of like a fighter and the stadium and like everything that happens but here's another well if i'm a trainer and i'm a tie why do i want to invest in you yeah. if you're gonna how many of these guys see a guy come and he's gone in a month or two and you yeah. never see him again so in his mind he's like what the fuck i want to waste my time with you for you'll be gone in in, in in a month or so anyway so you know here let's do some pad rounds here's a trick or two and Go back, you know, yeah, fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. But when you see it, when you actually put your time in there, like, all right, this guy's not going nowhere. Yeah. Then you become worth, and 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 and, and I completely understand that. Yeah. You know, this is a livelihood to them. Why? Why wait? I wouldn't. I'm not mad at them. Don't waste your fucking time. Yeah. Why? There. You know, for them, it's like, why should I invest in you? If you're just a fucking tourist. You're you a know? tourist. What are you gonna do? You gonna like, fight a stadium for me? No. You're gonna. You know, help me build my name, myself. Yeah. You no. know, do anything. Oh, you're gonna you fight. Just... You're gonna go, and who knows? For all I know, is you're gonna do a month here, and then go do a month in another camp yeah, in Chiang Mai somewhere. Yeah. So like, and I think like a lot of times, like Westerners come over, and they're like, "Well, why aren't people, you know, at certain gyms or whatever? They're like, oh, why aren't people like nice and super friendly with me?' And it's like, well." You know, are you super friendly with them? Are you, you like to somebody that met me? <laughs> yeah. You know, are you investing in them? Because yeah, well. you know, when you when you pay for training, you're like paying for the training, but you're also like getting entry into a world, and it's like, what are you treating this new world right, or are you just a fucking tourist? You know, mostly uh, not most. I see a lot of people that just really they basically pimping out the Thai culture. Mm -hmm. They're pimping out Muay Thai yeah. because it, it, it's an art tool. You know, you got to be involved and in you have to invest certain things. You know, like I always tell people, they're like, oh, well, can I train for free or this? I'm like, nothing's for free. You're going to mm -hmm. pay with something. Either you're paying with money or you're paying with sweat and blood. Yeah. You're giving up something. Mm -hmm. So since you first came over to Thailand in 98, um... How have you seen the sport evolve over time? Man, I haven't been here as long as a guy like Rob. He's, uh, I mean, that's another question I always pick his brain for. Uh, the amount of foreigners I see coming over. Mm -hmm. There were hardly any. I mean, at one point, they thought I was, like, Danny Bills. <laughs> <laughs> like, they kept saying, uh, oh, him, same, same Danny Bill. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know Danny Bill was at the time. I was like, what the hell? Like, 
They're like, oh, him same, same Danny Bill. They kept thinking I was from France. They didn't even know there was black guys in America, <laughs> let alone doing Muay Thai. They're like, oh, him same, same Danny Bill. Mm -hmm. After a while, I was like, I don't give a fuck where y'all say I'm from. As long as y'all keep training me, that means y'all cool. I'm like, I don't know. They'd be like this, I'd be like this, same, same Danny Bill. <laughs> but uh, that's probably one of the, the biggest things is the amount of foreigners. Mm -hmm. the, the amount of uh, tourism, mm -hmm. you know, which I think has been great for the sport, good and bad. Yeah. It, it, it waters it down, but at the same time, I think it's provided a, I think now the ties have realized it's a business. Yeah. And they can make money off of it and capitalize off it. Mm -hmm. But like anything else, you start letting anybody in, you're gonna water down a little bit of the authenticity of mm -hmm. it and you know, the hard nature that everyone can't, you know, from the, some of the stories that I've heard Rob say about the golden era. Yeah. I mean, these foreigners would, would have cried and tried to sue somebody yeah. had they would have paid and got that kind of, you know, training. Mm -hmm. So with that, some things have had to go down, but I mean, the tourism has also brought us our, our jobs. I don't yeah, think it'd yeah. be max without these kind yeah. of guys coming over paying money for training and stuff. I mean, it's yeah. giving us our lifestyle. Here. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess it's like the good and the bad, right? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a part of the sport, you know. Yeah. It's it's like part of the entertainment industry. It's also sports yeah. tourism, you know. You, now you have like mega gyms like Tiger Muay Thai. Oh, yeah. You know, just... And there's, you know, there's good and bad about places like that because, yet, you know, they introduce people on like a very low level to the sport yeah and you know people gotta get introduced somehow you know yeah and then oh maybe one in a hundred ends up being like ends up going to a different gym and becomes the next superstar and really becomes invested you know it's good for them to, to be able to start in a place like that and it's look that place and those gyms like that they cater to what they're designed for. They're designed mm -hmm. for tourists, they're designed for people to have like feel good pad sessions and things like that. I think it's good for them. Mm -hmm. So um, since you see a lot of foreigners at Max, um, do you feel they fight differently and how do you, most foreigners handle fighting just in general? Now we're gonna exclude the Cambodians of Laotians, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think there's okay. Like I guess when I'm saying foreigners, I'm I'm saying Westerners. All right, because I don't know because what like their bloods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the you know the Laotians and Cambodians, the Burmese, they they fight differently. Yeah. Than the Thais, yeah. and they're like always super exciting to watch yeah. because they come in with so much grit. Yeah. Like all the time. It's pretty, it's sort of interesting. You know? I think it's a cultural, I think it's a fact that them guys have seen uh, conflict. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, seeing conflict and seeing that type of stuff at a young age. And also they're on a lower socioeconomic scale yeah. than Thailand. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think you, you, that factored with the fact that, I mean, a lot of these people, you got to think with Cambodia, it hasn't been, they're not that far removed from Pow Pot. Mm -hmm. and uh, the killing fields. Mm -hmm. uh, Laos is pretty much the epicenter for the Golden Triangle. Yeah. Um, and not only is communist, I believe, People's Republic a lot. Yeah, I'm not... Or, yeah. Maybe. Not my, really my, not, uh, I have to look it up, but it's yeah. low on a socioeconomic level, much poorer than Thailand. Uh, I think those things play a factor in the way these guys fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talk about like fighting to get out of poverty. I mean, you know, ties is one thing, but then I mean, golly, you go how much further down can you go? Yeah, for sure. But I also think like you know, there's a lot of culture in fighting too, because you see like generally Japanese fighters, you see them, they always they're like, the most accomplished. You know, they're always like they fight with their hearts, like all. The oh, they're time. all samurai warriors. You know, I mean, they the like, definition that samurai. I, I don't. You know, you see some guys, like, give up sometimes. I've never seen you, Japanese you, give up. I, I feel like I've never seen a Japanese guy, like... No. You know... They fight to the bitter end. Yeah, they fight to the bitter end. And I really like that about them. I like that, too. Yeah. I like the Cambodians, too. I mean, they'll, yeah. they'll go out on the shield like that. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Obviously, Japan has that whole samurai history, and those guys yeah. really embody that from Yeah. Uh, but what about Westerners? Westerners? Yeah. Uh... It's kind of really hit or miss, man. I mean, mm -hmm. like, 
I mean, I'd have to say guys like Willie, the guys I mentioned, Willie, TJ, I mean, they kind of really embraced a sort of good tie style. I mean, I mean, that's what I thought was magnificent about the way Charles Johnson fought Kong Thailand when that, the only time they fought, it was mm -hmm. like, they both put on a good Muay Fimor style, yeah. like an IQ sort of style. Willie's starting to develop that, as we mean, talked yeah. about, he has the ability to do that. Uh, but most of the times you see, uh, for Westerners, what... And I guess I'll go on Americans that I see come. Mm -hmm. uh, the clinch is the Achilles mm -hmm. heel. Yeah, they can box real good. Uh, for the most part, they can box. They're aggressive, but once they get grabbed, things start going downhill mm -hmm. and downhill rapidly. Yeah, I guess I meant a little bit more like emotionally, because I, you know, sometimes you you can see like people break a little easier. Um. You're asking, like, do I see them break? Yeah. Do you see the Westerners break more? More than who? Than the... the I guess, like, the... I mean, I definitely feel like you see more Westerners break than the ties. Yeah, I think sometimes what happens is they don't... They get it and they don't realize, like... I still said this. A lot of people do this for... If there was no Instagram... Mm -hmm. And social media, a lot of people wouldn't be doing Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. It's like something to do. Yeah. Like the girl just puts a whole bunch of ass shots on there. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, it got no talent, but, you know, that's her talent is having a big ass. Mm -hmm. I just think, like, so a lot of these guys aren't in it for the love of the sport. Mm -hmm. They're in it for, like, I, this is some cool shit to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, that's a little bit of the tourism factor. I it could be tourism, know. but here's the problem, though. Then you get put in there with a, a, a guy uh, from Seren who's, like, taking this shit deathly, deathly yeah, serious like, because it's I'm either this or I'm working on the fucking rice field yeah. or the rubber farm with my family in the fucking 100-degree heat. Yeah. I'm glad he's going to whoop somebody's ass to get out of this <laughs> shit. And when them two people meet, it don't end well for the guy that's over here like, hey, I need some Instagram shots. <laughs> it never works out. Yeah. For people that don't know what Seren is, you know, go Google, Google it on the map. I, guess I would say it's one of the poor areas, but it also produces some of the, that whole region probably produces some of the best Thai fighters, I think. Yeah, Buri Ram and Seren. Yeah. I think Bukau is from Seren. Seren, Bukau is yeah, from yeah. Seren. Uh, who, do you know anyone else? Uh, I, I mainly know, like, guys from Buri Ram, like the... Yeah, I know a lot from Buri Ram, but it's, all, it's all around me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's mainly Isan. And then yeah. I feel like it's a little more concentrated. is more near Cambodia. It's closer, to, very close to Cambodia. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of the cultural overlaps. There. Yeah. What what skills do you think you need to be a good commentator? You have to have a love for the sport. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a love for the art, it's just it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ability to understand like what's going on like you know you have to be able to say okay the guy in the red he's doing this okay blue man he needs to watch out for this mm -hmm. you know which all comes back down to you know having a love of the art mm -hmm. why, why do you like it so much why do you like Muay Thai so much uh, that could be a long thing get delving into my past, but I mean, it saved my life. When I started Muay Thai, man, I, I dealt with a lot of losses. How do you think being over here long term has changed you? And like, just being in the sport for a long time, how has that impacted you? Um, it made me better. I had a lot of demons I had to deal with. Granted, you know, you can hear some of the things, I mean, uh, and my demons run from life. Like, it made me, I think it's made me better. It's made mm -hmm. me calm. Being around Thai people, like, and I always had a love-hate relationship. I mean, you can attest to it. One of some things I say in Thailand. I've kind of had, like, a love-hate relationship. And that's part of not really understanding stuff, having to look at things differently. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, being around, like, uh, and the craziest thing is I've mostly been around in a Buddhist country. My first couple trainers were Muslims. Mm -hmm. I live in a pretty much Muslim community mm -hmm. right now. And mm -hmm. so, uh, a Muslim, you know, Muslim yeah, Thai yeah, yeah. community, mm -hmm. you know, my trainers were Muslim Thai. I mean, 
one of my favorite fighters, Namsak Noi, was Muslim. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, ironic I'm in a Buddhist co- uh, uh, country, but it, it's made me it's made me calm calmer mm-hmm. than what I used to be. It's made me uh, uh, look at things and kind of, like, with more, like, humility. Mm-hmm. Because I walk around and I'm like, and like I said, you could go to Max and I can they not eat at the little restaurant next door a lot of times. Um, and you can sit out there, fucking boom lie. Uh, mm-hmm. So a tiny coon could walk up the thing. Yeah. I seen Gal, Fairtex walk mm-hmm. up there. Durantrin like comes up. And it says, you see these people walking around, so put yourself in humility. Like, so anytime you th- I start thinking like, man, I'm kind of good. When these guys walk past, I'm like, ah, you ain't shit, no <laughs> Just finish eating your fucking food, man. Pay your respect to them and just eat your food, man. But it keeps you in that kind of humility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see the humility that they have. These guys don't walk. It's so much different than the, have been in both worlds, the MMA world and this world. It's so much different yeah. in the world. It's like, you see these guys, and, and, and they're not like looking like, for you to come over and say, I wouldn't ask Boon to take a picture. I mean, he probably thinks I'm a stalker or something. Like, he looks <laughs> at, every time I see him, he still looks at me like a weird old man. Because yeah. I don't think he was used to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's something that we, we talked about before. Yeah, like, yeah. These guys are just humiliated. When you're in around the MMA circle, it's like, these fuckers want to fight you if you don't take a picture. Like, you don't know who <laughs> I am. It's like, whoa, bro. Yeah. Um. So, just wrapping things up, was there anything that we didn't talk about that you would have liked to have talked about? Guess most of this was sort of like about Max and yeah. some other stuff, but No, I mean I'm just I'm really like I really love like I, I enjoy going to Max. I mean mm-hmm. I, I don't know I go there I live down the street. I, I go there on my day off sometimes. Yeah. If they're good fights and I'm bored, I mean I'm just a love of Muay Thai for the reasons you can see. I mean it saved mm-hmm. you know literally like not cliche it saved my life in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Uh Okay, well, uh, thank you so much. Can I talk about the Russian girlfriend I don't have? Uh, okay, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you so much, Dorian, for coming on the show today. I All really right, appreciate thanks for me, bro. Uh, you taking your time out. And thanks for, give, uh, for, for my uh, Sky Pierce and Diesel Noy hat. Oh, yeah, no worries. Shout out to Nakmue Legends. Yep. I'll never have a t-shirt, but whatever. I got a hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll get you a t-shirt next. our interview with Dorian Price. I thought it was really insightful, really knowledgeable guy, really understands the game. Um, Again, as always, if you have any questions or you need to contact me, you can hit me up via email, a.matt.lucas at gmail.com or through my Instagram, mattlucasbkk. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, Make sure to Keep an eye out for my upcoming ebook, I'm Fighting in Thailand, A Guide to the Sport in the Motherland. It's specifically for foreign trainers, fighters, and coaches. A really good insight and like map and context to the sport out here that's really needed for foreign fighters. This has been Unfighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people.